Circus of the Stars won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to The Gen X Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today's show is all about Scooby-Doo, for those of you who don't speak (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, where are you? The first show in the Scooby-Doo oeuvre? Yeah. There's so much. We'll get that at the end. But there's so much Scooby-Doo. It's ridiculous. Uh, Sometimes you wish it was a little bit of a Scooby-Don't. Yeah, well, depending on the program. (laughs) Depending on the the media. Scrappy-Doo. Well, hey now. Let's not start the scrappy hate too soon. Hey, man. We got plenty of time for that. Amen. Take yourself back to 1969. Ooh. In February, Tinker versus Des Moines Independent Community School District, uh, the Supreme Court of the United States rules that the First Amendment to the United States Constitution does apply to public schools. I only bring this up because I went to school in the Des Moines Independent Community School District. And that is not true. (laughs) Uh, Long John Silver's, the restaurant chain, opened its first store in Lexington, Kentucky. I have not been to a Long John Silver's since the early 80s. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big fish guy, and I'm definitely not a big fried (laughs) glava fish guy. Uh, Long John Silver's always felt like fun when it was growing up, but you'd walk in and immediately you'd feel like they deep fried you. Yeah. Well, there was so much oil in the air. There was one. I don't know if it was Popeye's. Maybe it was Popeye's. But there was like a a chicken fish place that would give out like toys to kids. Oh, yeah. And they had like a little spyglass. Oh. Like a pen. Oh. And so I always wanted to go to that restaurant because I wanted to get the spyglass. That might have been Long John Silver's. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll give them that then. (laughs) And on July 19th, Senator Ted Kennedy drives his car off a bridge, killing Mary Jo Kopechny. One of his campaign workers, after leaving a party in Chappaquiddick Island, he didn't report the incident for nine to ten hours, and he would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Yeah, he was really drunk, and that's yeah. a super sad story. It is and a super sad story. he was never really held accountable for her death. I think it's Kopechny, actually, isn't it? I think you're right. But, I, uh, I said it wrong. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, you know, just to go back to that horrible event, yeah. Man, it was I mean, awful. Yeah, but it, and the, the Kennedys were the royal family of the Yeah, I mean, the you, they couldn't really, quote-unquote, do wrong, but... no. They did. <laughs> so many of them had such a tragic... We had to do a Kennedy show. Oh, that's true. So that's true. Tragic, ends, tragic family. September 13th, Saturday morning, 1969. Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? premieres on CBS. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, Where Are You? Oh, it's so we catchy. Boom, beep, bop, bop, boom. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so why Scooby-Doo? Why, why this weird dog? Why Scooby-Doo? Why his weird friends... And the whole show is just weird. That's how every uh, that's how every philosophy class in college starts. Why Scooby Doo? <laughs> well, they've never had a good answer. Yeah. In uh, 1968, there were uh, some parent-run organizations like the Action for Children's Television that were outraged, yes. just outraged by the violence on Saturday morning cartoons. These are these groups are the genesis of the parent-teacher council. All of these oh, pearl clutching. Yeah. He's afraid of demons. You know, everything is no, keep your gay out of my eyeballs. And, <laughs> you know, Bible thumping, blabbity bloops. It's the people that just don't like fun. Yeah, yeah. Once once the marijuana started getting more popular, yeah. they were like, oh, we're going to clamp down on this. Well, yeah. I mean, Summer of Love, the whole yeah. hippie thing. The late 60s, a, but yeah. Huge yeah. challenge to the establishment and their control. And, you know, I mean, look, let's be honest. Ever since there's anything for kids, it's always been, you know, once there were comic books, oh, those are going to oh, ruin yeah, the kids. Yeah. Rock and roll music. Oh, it's going to Satan's music. going to yeah. ruin the kids. You know, so it doesn't matter. You know, Elvis's hips got my grandmother pregnant just by watching them on TV. I know. Yeah. 
It's in Gotta every medical book. Nip that in the bud. Yep. <laughs> so the, the the thing is, is that I, I was curious about what violent Saturday morning cartoons were happening that they were so outraged by. And some of the shows were like Space Ghost mm-hmm. uh, and the Herculoids. Well, some of you may know Space Ghost as the Space Ghost, Coast, Coast yeah. talk show. But well, this is actually the, – the Cartoon Network recycled a lot of old – Cartoons like Sea Lab and Space Ghost and Birdman, and, this, and yeah, repackaged th- them. That's the whole thing is that they apparently were too violent for 1968, but they were fine 30 years later to be remade into completely different shows. Well, sure, they just used the characters as yeah. you know starting off points. I've seen old Space Ghost cartoons mm-hmm. that really weren't that violent. Look, Plus, man. it was a cartoon. <laughs> it, it was a cartoon. Matter. It doesn't matter. Do you, have you read old comic books? Yeah. Yeah. Do they seem like they're going to turn the like, children I, into communists? I am now a full-on Satanist. Satanist. You're a Satanist. Satanist. Yeah. So like the Herculoids and Birdman and the Galaxy Trio and all of these. Herculoids. Gleep and gloop. Yeah. Yeah. That was the uh, space barbarian, <laughs> barbarian family Zandor. Zandor. Uh, Terra and Sundorno. And they had Zok. And they, the they fought. The Herculoids were mm-hmm. the laser dragon Zok. Yes. Uh, the space rhinoceros. Is that Tundra? Tundro. 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 He would shoot like glowing rocks from his snoot. His horns. Pew, yeah. pew, uh, pew. Uh, the rock ape Igu, Igu. And, uh, and the shape-shifting Gloop and his son Gleep, which I am absolutely convinced is the reason that every time you can't come up with a word, <laughs> you add BL or GL to anything. Bleepity bloopity. <laughs> but it was a lot of space stuff, too, so it was mm-hmm. cool, which makes sense because we the whole space race was happening yeah. then. So anyway, uh, virtually all of them were canceled by 1969 due to these parent groups. So no fun to be had. No, and... The parent groups had a lot more sway back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't really realize that the kids got allowance and did their own thing. Because right. kids were very, uh, they, they obeyed their parents back then, allegedly. <laughs> Some of them did. Sure, sure. Some. <laughs> so Fred Silverman, the daytime programmer at CBS, he needed a show that would please these groups. So he created the Archie Show, which was based off the Bob Montana, sorry, Bob, Mon- wow, I can't say that, Bob Montana Archie comic books. Uh, They were a teenage rock group, uh, the Archies, that were featured. They featured music every episode. It was very wholesome. Jughead had a little crown on. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. There's Benny and Veronica. Betty and Veronica. Betty and Veronica, yeah. Uh, And Bleep, Blorp, and Gloobity Gloop. (laughs) Nope, they were canceled. They were canceled. (laughs) Uh, The... The Sugar Sugar, well, one of their songs they did on the on the Archies was actually a Billboard number one hit of 1969. Yeah, like eight thousand children got diabetes from listening to that song because it was so saccharine. I'm pretty sure that this is the reason we all have diabetes now. Sugar Sugar, oh honey, honey. So, due to the success of the Archie Show, Fred Silverman contacted producers William Hanna and Joseph Barbera. Oh yeah, about creating another show based on a teenage rock group. So these guys had a lot of success with the Flintstones, which was a prime before the Simpsons. It was the first prime time. Yeah. Uh, cartoon. It was, it was like early 60s, mid oh, 60s, yeah. 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 And uh, they did The Jetsons, mm-hmm. which was another big hit. Huge, um, huge hit, yeah. And then, uh, so he was the guy to go to. Yeah, yeah. They were, Hanna Barbera had, had definitely made track their record. name. Yeah, good track record, yeah. Um, so Fred Silverman wanted this to be uh, a, a teenage rock group featuring teens who solves mysteries between gigs because being a rock band is not enough. You need to do other things, apparently. Well, yeah, man. You, look, you only play at night. 
You got to do something with your days. You sleep. Yeah. No, oh, no. None of these guys. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Silverman envisioned the show as a cross between the popular I love a mystery radio serials of the 1940s and uh, either the Archie characters or the popular early 1960s television series The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis. Yeah. He also was a big fan of Abbott and Costello and yeah. their Meet Frankenstein and their monster stuff. And That's the, the whole thing is that he, he wanted to be very funny. I mean, like, that was the whole, you know, goofy and funny. Well, I mean, if you look at the reactions of Shaggy and Scooby, it's very oh, you know, yeah, Costello's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. It was it was throwing back to to stuff from before, trying to forget about all those crazy violent space cartoons they had on the previous year. Yes, damaged a lot of children. Children were going into space and murdering. Each other. <laughs> they literally made rockets and went into space mm-hmm. on their own. Very dangerous time. Uh, the many loves of Dobie Gillis, if you do not know, featured uh, Bob Denver yeah. as Major Jay Krebs. Oh, but a Gilligan from Gilligan's Island, yeah. and he was. Exactly like Shaggy. <laughs> he, he spoke the same way, man. Hey, it, dude. Yeah. And he was a beatnik playing the bongos. Oh, and he even man. had the chin whiskies yeah. that uh, that old Shag had. Yeah, yeah. Whiskers, for those who don't understand what yeah. chin whiskies are. <laughs> but it was it was literally like, he, he was Shaggy. He, I mean, he was Shaggy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Joseph Barbera tried developing a new show, uh, but passed it along to writers Joe Ruby and Ken Spears and the artist character designer Iwao Takamoto, uh, who had designed pretty much everything for Hanna-Barbera at yeah. that point. Great designer. Very yeah. iconic. And yeah. just you, all you have to do is take a look at a character and you know if it's a Hanna-Barbera character. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He was fantastic. So they came up, Ruby and Spears came up with what they called the Mysteries Five, Ooh. which was the name of the band. Uh, awful name. And they, they solved crimes, obviously, or mysteries. Uh, they I, featured... just sitting, I just see it, man. <laughs> You're sitting around a table. It's like midnight. They, they, they had a few scotches. Cigarette smoke is thick in the air. And he's just like, damn it. This is called the, the, the Mysteries Five. <laughs> Fine. Can we just agree on that? Yeah, okay. My wife is giving birth right now. <laughs> I, I don't care, but I need to get some cigars. <laughs> so it featured five teenagers. They were named Jeff, Mike, Kelly, Linda. <laughs> Linda's brother, WW. Dubba Dubba. Dubba Dub. And their bongo playing dog, Too Much. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a beatnik, such a full-on, like... Like, too much, man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 100%. But the other names are so boring. Yeah, Jeff. And it's Jeff. Jeff, Jeff spelled G-E-O-F-F. Ugh, the worst kind of Jeff. <laughs> the the only, Joffs of Jeffs. The only Jeff I've ever seen that's worse than that is G-E-F, which is terrible. That's Gaff. It's Jeff. Gaff. According to some people, it's Jeff. <laughs> it's Jeff or Gaff. I mean, it's GIF. GIF. It's GIF. It's GIF. <laughs> it's GIF. Um, so when the Mysteries 5 were not performing gigs, they were out solving spooky mysteries ooh. involving ghosts, zombies, and other supernatural creatures. Uh, originally, they wanted uh, too much to be a big sheepdog, <laughs> fearing that a Great Dane would be too close to Marmaduke. Yeah. Because you don't want to piss off the Whoa. Saturday or the, the weekly comic strips. Marmaduke was very popular back then. It'd be like yeah. making a dog that looks like Snoopy. You know, you don't make yeah. a beagle. Yeah. Don't put a beagle in there. Is it, I guess he is technically a beagle. He's <laughs> never seen a beagle. I've never seen a beagle that looks like Snoopy. Yeah, but you haven't seen a beagle, baby. Apparently not. You're looking at bagels. <laughs> oh, that's. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I always wondered why I ate so many beagles. <laughs> no. it was, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Silverman rejected the dog being a sheepdog. He wanted it to be a Great Dane. Oh. So, so they said, okay, we'll make him a Great Dane. 
I think they eventually made a show with a sheepdog. I think the uh, that Dune Buggy show. I think oh, their Buggy? Dog, yeah, yeah, Buggy had a sheepdog. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. It also had they a talking got their car. Sheepdog. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get into yeah, the, we'll get uh, to the ripoffs, which are <laughs> friggin' awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Takamoto consulted a Great Dane breeder and then proceeded to break all the rules and make too much with overly bowed legs, a double chin, and a sloped back, among other abnormalities. Yeah, deformed. Uh, making him a very weird deformed dog. He's not a brave dog. <laughs> Scooby. Well, no, he definitely. Yeah, he looks that. He looks like he's scared all the time. Yeah, he, it, it fits the character yeah. as a meek, wanting to eat everything, scaredy pie. I just thought that was the drugs. Oh, hey, <laughs> look. Parent teacher council said no. <laughs> you got to hide that stuff better. Teenagers eat a lot, Adam. They don't need drugs. That's true. They are growing boys yes. and girls, and they need, they need to eat a lot. That's like, true. like, wow. <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs> So they made further revisions. Uh, Ruby and Spears made further revisions based to base the show more off of Dobie Gillis rather than Archie. Uh, Jeff became Ronnie, who later became Fred. <laughs> Ronnie. Uh, at Silverman's request, because I don't know if he hated the name Ronnie. And Fred is just like, Fred. So generic. Yeah. yeah. But it fits. Uh, Kelly, well, yeah, it does. Kelly became Daphne. Uh, nice. Linda became Velma. Excellent. And W.W. became Shaggy. It's great names. All great names. Uh, much better than the original names. Right? For sure. There was a character named Mike, but he was eliminated. <laughs> yes. Mike died in the – you didn't see the first uh, – there, there's an unseen pilot of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Where Mike is a viscer. It's really, really graphic. Yeah. He gets drawn and quartered by these <laughs> quote-unquote ghosts. But they end up just being dudes at the end. They were masked off. Like, just, oh, you killed Mike. Just it's just old man him. turkey. And it's like, I would have gotten away with, with a drawn and quartered Mike if it was a few middling kids. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have gotten away with it. And they had, like, his wow. head on the dashboard for a while. Was, he was, like, the, the hula girl. Yeah, he was the their mascot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not too much. Yeah. The Great Dane, it was Mike's head. <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so Fred Silverman really liked the new pitch, uh, but he changed the title. Uh, he came up with a new title to uh, Who's Scared. And then that's – there's two S's. Yeah, yeah, that's why I try. I tried to get that across, but it was – Which is also a stupid title, but it's very descriptive. Yeah, yeah. But he took Guess who's not scared. Oh, no, who's not scared. Anybody who's watching that show. No, no. I could not imagine a single person. No, I mean, it was a little scary as a kid. You know, well – when Fred Silverman brought that to his bosses, since he was he was just a daytime programmer, yeah. they thought it was too scary for kids. Ooh. And so they said Man, no. You th- it's weird. We think about kids being coddled today, but damn, man, they were really yeah. trying to protect their the weird virgin ears from any cartoon. Yeah. Like it's not it's not even it's just goofy. It's not even Wow. Yeah. Uh, so Silverman had Ruby, Spears, and the Hanna-Barbera staff revise the treatments and presentation materials to tone down the show and better reflect its comedy elements. Adding a laugh track. Yeah, they added a laugh track. Uh, that definitely helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people realized what's funny. Yeah, I didn't know how to laugh as a child until I watched Scooby-Doo and heard the laugh track. I, I didn't. Uh, I learned how to laugh from The Big Bang Theory because it has the best laugh track. This is how I learned how to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's odd. Yeah. It's odd, but it but it works. I mean, Damn they did. Straight it they does. did eventually. They did take the the laugh track out during uh, reruns in the eighties. Yeah, it doesn't work. No, it just doesn't no, especially work. when you grow up on it. 
It's it just also adds to the vibe and the and the wackiness and the silliness of the show. Yeah, exactly. It's very like I don't I'm not a big fan of laugh tracks, but it it works on that. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they also dropped the rock band element, and uh, more attention was focused upon Shaggy and too much. Now I gotta ask you because I was thinking about this. Was there ever an iteration of Scooby-Doo where they were a band? Because I do remember them stopping and singing a song in the middle. Or was that a Scooby-Doo ripoff show? I think that was a ripoff show. But I thought they would, like, sing a song with their guest in the Scooby-Doo movies or something? I, I mean, guess is that if there was... if Yeah, I mean, like, Davy Jones, maybe, or... I, I mean, it's very possible. Sonny and Cher. Mama Sonny Cass. And Cher. Mama, Mama Cass. Cass. What an yeah. odd choice for a Scooby-Doo. Oh, Such oh. a great episode. But this is the Scooby-Doo movies. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so according to Ruby and Spears, Silverman was inspired by Frank Sinatra's sket Dooby dooby doo. At the end of his recording of Strangers of the Night Strangers on a red-eye flight that he heard. Um, so he took that to one of the development meetings and decided to rename the dog Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. And they retitled it Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Yeah. With an exclamation point. Yeah, Scooby-Doo, Where they, Are You? Yeah, they don't want to, they don't, they're not asking where he is. Uh, they yelling. want him to come back. Yeah, because he's running away. Because he's Got to give him a Scoob scared. snack to get, get him back doing the, the brave stuff. Exactly. Or, well, at least running away from the monsters. <laughs> and accidentally solving all the crimes. Yes. <laughs> Just falling into knocking over the people. It was a, yes. Somehow getting on a sled that goes down a bunch of different <sighs> Rube Goldberg things. It's beautiful. That was, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> so the Rush, the Rush show was pre- represented to CBS executives who approved it for production. And so they went Finally. into voice casting. Yes. Uh, they hired Casey Kasem as Shaggy. Casey Kasem. If you don't remember, Casey Kasem used to do a show called The Top 40. American Top 40. American yeah. Top 40. It was a radio show that everyone would listen to because you would hear the Top 40 songs. And, and there would always be a moment where Casey Kasem, he would get very serious. Casey Kasem with America's Top 40. We have a long distance dedication. This one is from Fred. Fred misses Marjorie. Marjorie died, unfortunately, from being stomped on by several horses. He just wanted to tell her that he loved her. Here's, girls just want to have fun. It's it's just like... Oh, poor Marjorie. Oh. Yeah. The weird thing the weird thing is if you watch the old ones, it to me does not sound like Casey Kasem no. at all. I mean he, granted, he was much younger, younger yeah. but but also I do think he was affecting a radio voice. Well, he's got it. He's yeah, because yeah, you're down here. Yeah, he's yeah, of course. Like, yeah, but but hey Hey Scoob. <laughs> you know, it's really you know, he's, he does a great job. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. Scoob Shaggy is an iconic character. And hey, like he was the first character too to have that kind of beatnik hippie talk, you know, like yeah, wow, yeah. man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. and then you know, Scoop was kind of a little hippie too. He was a little hippie buddy. He did a lot of drugs. <laughs> Ruby, <laughs> Ruby, rock. <laughs> uh, they hired Frank Welker to do Fred. Uh, the name he, uh, may sound familiar because he's done everything. Everything. He most famously known as Optimus Prime. Yes. He actually took over doing Scooby-Doo's voice in 2002. Yeah. And he's been doing it ever since. Mm-hmm. Doing Fred and uh, Scooby-Doo since 2002 when uh, Don Messick uh, unfortunately passed. Nice. Uh, which Don Messick. Mauled to death by dogs. Yeah, surprisingly. Really ironic, yeah. Uh, considering that he made a living playing dogs. Chihuahuas. It was weird. It was a lot of them. It was. Uh, <laughs> Look it up. 
Scooby's speech was patterned closely after Astro from the Jetsons. Astro? Yeah, uh, which Don Messick did as well. Yeah, they were never in the same room together, by the way, Astro and Scooby-Doo. A lot of people think that they were the same dog. Dog. Yeah. But one was brown and one was gray. And one was in the future. Yeah, it's called acting at him. (laughs) So actress Nicole Jaff played Velma and Indira Stefaniana played Daphne. Jaff Uh, or Jaffe? I Jaff is how I read it. Okay. But uh, but they, neither they only played it for these two seasons, and then they both got replaced for future uh, shows. Really? Yeah. What'd they do? Uh, both of them retired. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, for whatever reason. One of them got pregnant and said, okay, I'm going to go be mom, and took off. Hmm. Yeah, which, okay. you know, whatever. Well, that's whatever. Okay. Not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so this was in the 60s, early 70s, man. Yeah. Uh, so from there, the Scooby-Doo routine was born which was the cookie cutter for all of the Scooby-Doo episodes. Hey, uh, gang, why don't we stop up here for a minute and get some gas? Well, there's a, there's a kind of, uh, I can't do any voices. Really, really yeah. spooky. It looks spooky. It's, it's like a big haunted house, but let's stop here anyway. Like, oh, I don't want to do it, man. <laughs> Jinkies. They would find a monster. Usually Scooby and Shaggy would find a monster, and then they'd get chased by it, mm-hmm. and not knowing what it was, Velma would find clues. And was obviously the smartest one. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I loved Velma. I had such a crush on her. Daphne. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Daphne was fine, but Velma was smart. And she seemed to – it's just Daphne just constantly got in trouble. It just was constantly the, the woman in distress. Yeah, the yeah. Damsel in distress. Which is, is, is sad. She's not as much anymore in the newer stuff. Uh, they gave her a little more to do than just getting caught. Right. Uh, but that was kind of her part in sure. the, early, the early series. Well, every – you know, that's – Kind of how things worked back then. There was yeah. damsel in yeah. distress and was saved by the hero. But w- what was different about this is it wasn't always Fred just being, you know, because Fred was the prototypical hero with his yeah. steel jaw and his Orange red mascot, ascot, <laughs> which I love. I, I think they stole the costume out of uh, uh, Speed Racer's Ugh. locker. Um, so, it's just <laughs> it's so bright colors, but it's great. I mean, all the colors work really well together. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. turtle, the orange turtleneck, mm-hmm. and the green T-shirt for Shaggy, Shaggy, and the purples for Daphne. And yeah, yeah, it's not it's great design. Yeah, absolutely great. Design. Really eye catching. But it's uh, it was it was great to have a young lady be the brains of the operation and yeah. basically figure everything out she was the one that'd be like okay this is what happened you know after yeah, they, yeah she would explain the whole situation to everybody <laughs> do the recap yeah she, was... she would explain to us the audience <laughs> so in case the you didn't catch the obvious yes. what happened here here it is which makes sense and now granted i mean i'm not seven watching this so i you know maybe you need that right i, I mean, mean you I, have the mentality of a i never did but <laughs> uh, so Fred would usually build some kind of trap that would catch the monster. He'd try to be the hero, and it usually sometimes would work, sometimes wouldn't. It would almost always not work, <laughs> and it would be some sort of mistake or some sort of some, Scooby yeah. and Shaggy wacky wackadoo right. causing something to fall in and knock the the air out of the the deuce to the goblin or the yeah. shark monster or whatever it was. <laughs> And then they would be like, let's see who it is. And then the monster would always be... An old white man. A mean old man. Yeah. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for your meddling kids. (laughs) So it was uh, scheduled opposite ABC's The Hardy Boys, 
So that was the animated Hardy Boys, right? Yeah, the animated like Hardy Boys. Band or whatever. They, everybody was in a band. Everybody was in a band. Yeah, it was a big thing. It was all trying to be the band. It was because of the Archies. The Archies mm. did so well. Like, it was a huge... And, yeah. and And it wasn't violent. So, you know... No, not at all. Cookie cutter. Cookie cutter. Uh, violent to our sensibilities. The Hardy Boys show actually premiered the week before Scooby-Doo did. Got the jump on them. Um, got the jump on them. But it does not matter because Scooby-Doo pulled in... On average, a 65% Nielsen rating, meaning that 65% of any given yeah. TV household was watching that Scooby-Doo on Totally, Saturday but to be fair, there were three channels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. You had your UHF and your VHF, Yeah, but uh, those were mostly like public access. Yeah, or... weird, weird stuff that you really don't want to be watching. No. Yeah. Uh, so after the initial uh, 16 episodes, it was renewed for a second season for nine episodes. Weird. Uh, yeah, it's a little odd. Because I back don't... then it was like 25 episodes a season for stuff. Not for Saturday morning really? cartoons. It's really odd because most of the Saturday morning cartoons only lasted 16 to 24 episodes. Probably because of cost. Because um, yeah. they had to hand draw yeah. the animation back then. And it was yeah, yeah I imagine it was a, a very costly kind of thing. And, and then they would, you know, once they had 16 episodes, they would just rerun the living hell out of them. Oh, yeah. And yeah. until everybody and their mother knew everything about, yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah, it makes you think that there were more episodes. They also added, you know, the new... New Scooby Doo's as they went along, yeah. into the yeah, oeuvre yeah, and kind of yeah. repackaged everything as like the Scooby Doo mysteries or whatever. So that was after, yeah, exactly. And it was, and that was the other thing too. Yeah, they they they'd repackage constantly. Like that was a that was a huge thing. Um, so they would intermix the the older and the newer and all that. Um, and they did uh, CBS in uh, nineteen seventy two. They did start the the new Scooby Doo movies uh, for oh, on CBS. Yeah. Let's talk about. All of the random <laughs> shows that were influenced. Oh my god! Yeah, by Scooby Doo. We'll talk about this on the stepdads. I loved Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, and I yeah. loved the preview. Yeah, that you would see on, you know, Friday the Friday night. night. They yeah. give you all the things. So the yeah, Friday night prime time preview. Yeah, I remember the Funky Phantom. Okay, <laughs> I, and that was like. Three teenage detectives driving around and solving crimes with a revolutionary hero war ghost. I'm pretty sure he was on the good side. It's so bizarre. He wasn't British, I don't think. I don't, I'm pretty sure he was yeah. American. Uh, uh, then we had the uh, forward-thinking, the amazing Chan and the Chan clan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Charlie Chan. Uh, it was a, I remember this show. You had Charlie yeah. Chan and his number one son. And I think they had a cat. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Do they have a cat? Yeah, there's a cat. Yeah. Uh, I think that's how the cat. Act. <laughs> yeah. That's how all the Hanna Barbera animals that didn't speak laughed. <laughs> like yeah. uh, that mutt, Mugsley or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, Pugsley or something. <laughs> oh, anyway, that was yeah. Uh, so we had that one, which was a little problematic. Then we had Speed Buggy, which took it to a whole new level because we got we still have three teenagers, which seems Always. to be the the, 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 the <laughs> three teenagers. Is a must for all of these ripoff shows. So we got Mark, Debbie, yeah. Mark, Debbie, and Tinker. Old Tinker. And Tinker, okay. So they would go in a lot of races, right? Yeah. Tinker was called Tinker because he was their mechanic. He would fix up. Oh, is that why? And Speed Buggy was like. (laughs) That's how he. It was a a weird talking car. Yeah. That was actually a fun show. Then around 1973, we get Goober and the Ghost Chasers. Uh, We got three teenagers. Strangely oh, enough, wait three oddly, again. Yeah, we got Ted, Gilly, and Tina. Oh, they're spa- they're solving some spooky mysteries with their Afghan hound-like dog, 
Goober. Goober. So Goober he's the, the Afghan hound. Yeah. The Afghan hound. Yeah. They had, okay, but they had some, uh, like, guest stars. Like, the, the Partridge family was on for a while. But do was you, voiced by think, the real Partridge family. Yeah, yeah. They were in for eight, I think, eight of the first 11 episodes or something. Um, and then they disappeared after that and literally were never mentioned again. <laughs> now, we're getting into two of my favorites as a child. Number one. Jabberjaw. 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 <laughs> Jabberjaw. Jabberjaw was basically uh, Curly from Three Stooges. Three Stooges, yeah. Uh, yeah. Voiced, again, by our good buddy Frank Wilker. 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 Frank Wilker, yeah. Frank Wilker. Um, impersonating Curly Howard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he was the drummer. He was Great oh White God, Shark. This show is so bizarre. Yeah. Okay, we had three teenagers again, of course, <laughs> uh, because you can't do it without three teenagers. So we had a great white shark, Jabberjaw, uh, 15 foot tall. Yeah. Kind of small for a great white, a fully grown great white. But I, this is the future. I mean. It's 2070, what? 2079, 2076. 2076. The tri- tricentennial of the country. So he was the drummer for this band called the Neptunes in 2076. Yeah. And, and Biff, Shelly, Bubbles, and Clamhead. Clamhead. <laughs> and they all live in an underwater civilization. Um, they, and they traveled to, yeah. yeah. They, did, they did a lot of puns. It was very Flintstone-y, yes. and they did a lot of puns, like like uh, Alaska was like Aqualaska <laughs> yes, and exactly. stuff like that. You know? Yeah, it was uh, basically, they, uh, there were was a bunch of drunk executives at a, a retreat at the Marriott Hotel, and they were all in the business center. Just we need we need to figure this thing out, and then they just they just started flipping channels. Like, okay, three Stooges. All right, we'll take we'll take Curly. Uh, oh, Flintstones. We'll take all the puns because it'll should it be prehistoric? No, it's in the future. And uh, should it be no underwater? Underwater. We get a lot of puns. Well, it has to be underwater because at that point, <laughs> the climate change has gone so bad that yes. there's no yes. civilizations above ground anymore. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they. The explanation was the eco route. It was it was, it was a really sad, depressing show. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, it was great though. It was really fun. I remember Jabberjaw. They would solve mysteries, and uh, every single episode ended with a musical chase sequence. Of course, with Jabberjaw and the gang would run from the villains, doing zany cartoon stuff, and then. Uh, while a song by the Neptunes would play in the background. He was, so uh, that's what I was thinking of with the, was there a song yeah, in it? Yeah. It was definitely it was them. It was them. Yeah, Jabberjaw was uh, uh, voted the third uh, most liked drummer right behind the, the one-armed guy from Def Leppard. <laughs> yes, well, you know, say what you want about Jabberjaw. He really, he, he was very serious about his music. <laughs> and then we have Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. Which is basically a parody of Charlie's Angels yeah. with uh, yeah. Captain Caveman, who, yeah, spoiler, Caveman, uh, I guess <laughs> they dug him up. sure the title gives that away. We've got uh, three angels, Brenda, Dee Dee, and Taffy, <sighs> who work with uh, Captain Caveman, or Cavey for short. Cavey, yeah. They, uh, oh, Cavey. <laughs> he's a superhero. <laughs> he has a cape and everything, by the way, and a club. Like, he's got this oh big God, club that club. does all sorts he's of He's very stuff. strong. Mm-hmm. He's very, very strong. So we had that. And then uh, there was also Hong Kong Fui, mm. which Kong was Kong. with uh, Scatman Crothers. Is Hong Kong Fui, who was a janitor in a police station. Yeah. And he would jump into a file cabinet, 
always getting caught up in it to change into his <laughs> gi and his uh, to do his kung to fu. do his kung fu. He had a little black mask on and. And uh, he worked with some cops to solve crimes. crimes. He had like a, a car that turned into a boat and a plane. It was and stuff. so weird. Oh, it was so great. It was so, so great. That one was my favorite. Hong Kong Fui. I feel like Hong Kong Fui. It was great. Yeah. I, my personal, I, I personally like Captain Caveman of all of them, just because oh, yeah. of the theme well, song. Great too. Yeah, it was great. But it, I feel like Hanna Barbera. I feel like they. In 1970, they said, "Hey, we got a good thing going with the Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Let's all just write down anything and throw it into sure. a bowl." And what then else we'll... can we dooby do with Scooby Doo? <laughs> we'll just—it was like playing Mad Libs yep. with like plots, exactly. And, and we have a shark. Okay, we have to always start with three teenagers. Okay, can we all agree on that? We can we all agree on the three teenage kids. Yeah, <laughs> the three teenage model. Um, yeah, but they also did some really fun stuff. They created their own universe by creating like wacky racers and the Laugh Olympics, and you would get all your Hanna Barbera favorites competing. Because yeah. back then there was a big thing about celebrity competitions. There was Battle the, of the Network Stars. Yes, Battle of the Network Stars, you know, where you would have Hal Linden going <laughs> up against Alan Arkin in a race over balloons or something. I mean, it was bizarre. They, or they yeah. would have Circus of the Stars. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Where you would have. Uh, Stars of chips doing the trapeze. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, it was it was super weird. And they would always they would make the uh, the celebrities do things that they obviously could not do. Like let's go do a high dive, and it's like what? Time. Uh, but it was so magical. You would have those, and you would have your your specials, and these are all prime time shows. Yeah, every yes, of yeah, course, one hundred percent. These were just it was just dope for kids. Anything that was just goofy. <laughs> They did such a good job of, of uh, well, Hannah looks back to Hannah Barbera. They just did a really good job of utilizing all their characters in a very yeah, uh, yeah. effective way. Like Racky Racers was was like a, a series that about it's a mad, 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 mad world. You know, yeah, basically yeah, these yeah. racers racing across the country to get, try to get to some prize money or something, sabotaging each other. Right, right. It was just awesome. And then the Laugh Olympics, you know, they're the Olympics for all these guys. <laughs> doing sports. You know? yeah. yeah. Just doing some sports. So Scooby-Doo had a very uh, large influence for a long time uh, until the 80s. And then and then Saturday morning cartoons got violent again. Well, <sighs> what happened is in the 70s, there was so much innovation because there were a lot of drugs. A lot of weed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you had guys like uh, Sid and Marty Croft that were making Zygmunt and the Z-Monster and H.R. Mm-hmm. Puff and stuff. Oh, and all yeah, these weird. really yeah. awesome, trippy live actions. And you had Hanna-Barbera making all these wacky, you know, shark <laughs> solving crimes, rock and roll shows. But then in the 80s, they realized that they could sell toys with cartoons. And yeah. everything just became a commercial. So there would be... He-Man, or there would be, and then, you know, He-Man, no, yeah. not against these shows, there were fun shows, but there was He-Man, there was G.I. Joe, there was all these things that were just half-hour yeah. commercials for toys, and then they would have, and then they literally had to stop showing commercials for the toy yeah, of that the was... thing, because it was just so, they were like, look, we're inundating these children, <laughs> they're going to go insane, with, you know, I need the battle playset, I need the battle playset, yeah, you know? Yeah. I was like that. But yeah, I mean, it, it. The commercialism of the 80s, uh, there was also, but but there was a backlash to the end of the 80s where we got some really good stuff, like yeah. the Ed Grimley show and the Tick and, you know, stuff kind that was... Kind of an, an independent renaissance. Exactly. Yeah. Stuff that yeah. wasn't trying to sell anything except fun. 
<laughs> so in 1972, uh, after the cancellation, or I didn't say cancellation, but kind of the ending of the original Scooby-Doo, um, they did the new Scooby-Doo movies. Oh, these are my favorites. This also aired on CBS. It ran for 24 episodes yeah. over two seasons. It was an hour-long incarnation of the show, and the only hour-long yeah. incarnation oh, of the show. Yeah, oh, it's so great. And it ran on CBS as well. Uh, Fred Silverman really loves Scooby-Doo. Hey, man. I'm with uh, it. Proved by the fact that after he became the president of ABC, he brought Scooby-Doo to ABC in wow. the late 70s. Yeah. Uh, where it stayed. I think it's technically still owned by ABC. I, Maybe. I, 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 kind of. Like, it's not. You know, anyway. Uh, so the new Scooby-Doo movies uh, had a rotating special guest star slot. Ah, so cool. They were still solving crimes. They were still, it was still the same setup of somebody, a monster trying to do something bad. But they would show up in like Mayberry and there would be Barney Fife or they would show up at Mama Cass's candy factory for some (laughs) strange reason. She wasn't a singer, but she had a candy factory. I really got to wonder if. That's one of my favorites, by the way. She was awesome (laughs) in that. She was hilarious. They literally had to put another character in there to be as fat as she was. Mm. Yeah, they, mm. And I feel bad. I feel bad because I feel like she wasn't She wasn't really a big person. I mean, she, she was, was a big, big person. person. It's like, fine. Look, she was not... It wasn't, it wasn't a thing. Flattering. Look, she yeah. was not concerned about that. It wasn't no, her. that's true. That's true. She didn't care. She was a great... But she literally owned a candy factory. Yes, in the Scooby-Doo thing. Which was... <laughs> hey, look. Hats off to her for being yeah. game and yeah. playing along. I mean, she... The amount of puns that comes out of this woman's <laughs> mouth in a five-minute period is is extremely impressive. She, yeah, I got to be honest, she she did them all with a very straight face, and she read the lines that were really bad. So good, but there <laughs> was also really the Adams well. family with uh, uh, John Aston, original TV. Uh, yeah, John Aston uh, and uh, Jackie Coogan is Uncle Fester. Yeah, Jodie and Jodie Foster playing Pugsley and just yeah. doing the voice. Obviously, she wasn't in the the original show. Um, uh, but they they met Batman and Robin. Was it done by Adam West? It was not. It was not. That's it, was, sad. it was two random people. Uh, although well, I say yeah, random Casey people, Kasem but Casey Robin. Kasem did Robin. Yes. Hey, Batman! Like <laughs> zoinks, <laughs> zoinks, Batman! Holy zoinks, Batman! <laughs> they met the Three Stooges uh, twice. Were they the? They weren't. No, no. They, they sounded pretty good. Yeah, I mean, obviously they were dead they by did. then, weren't they? Yes, yes. I will. Some of them. I think most of them. Yes, maybe. <laughs> but they met Laurel and Hardy. Uh, which was a great episode because they also met Bigfoot. Yeah. Oh, man. It was just so much going on. Don Adams from Good Smart. Well, that was that was all the quote-unquote fictional characters. But then they actually had real people come in. Right. Like Mama Cass and, you know. Right. They loved Don Knotts so much <laughs> that they had Don Knotts on as Barney Fife and Don Knotts on as Don Knotts. Oh, so how does I, that work? I... I, I, I didn't think remember he made a joke like he was, you look a lot yeah. like Zoinks, you look a lot like Birdie Fave. <laughs> I, I get that a lot. Um, <laughs> oh, Don Knotts. But like Dick Van Dyke, 
uh, Sandy Duncan, which <laughs> was so a random. Great episode, yeah, uh, with the Jekyll and Hyde, right? It was a it, it, the guy, the monster. He actually played a few other yeah. uh, Universal monsters as well, but he he was an actor who was trying to save the studio yes. by apparently scaring everyone away. Yeah, I, there was weird <laughs> motivations back then, but I think they were like, "Wow, you're a really good actor. Let's put him back to work." And that one yeah. had a happy ending. It saved it saved the studio. He the actually, old white man didn't go to jail. He's, he did get away with yeah, it. Yeah, he did. What he did helped. It's, it's, uh, yeah, oh. and they didn't, and Sandy Duncan would, she'd pull out that glass. Oh, and go, come on ping, now. And bunk, <laughs> knock the guy's mask right off, and then it went right back into her eye. It was, it it's was amazing great, what she could do with that. They thing. actually, he thought that Daphne was Sandy Duncan. And, yes. And that was, so he kidnapped Daphne. Which makes no sense. Uh, he had Alzheimer's. They didn't really was, know what that was, was back then, but I think he was. This was also the episode with the, the luge toboggan thing, <laughs> yes. which was so bizarre. They just they it was they were going down chasing the monster, and all of them are jumped onto this toboggan, and he he's going left and, and they're starting to go right. So their solution is to all jump on the back and hang off the back. We got to slow it down, Adam. They were being brakes, but they needed to turn and rudders. They, they were needed being to a turn. rudder, man. Did it work? Yes. No. Eventually, <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> Well, it just didn't make sense. Some of the other wonderful guests, we had Sonny and Cher. Oh, that was fantastic. Playing they themselves were great. The Secret yeah. of Shark Island. And he has a bunch of dudes in shark suits running around. It, they it, were, yeah, it was pre-Jabberjaw. It was. And they were in scuba suits. <laughs> yeah. They, they, it was like, when when uh, <laughs> <laughs> when Velma finally unmasked them, she was like, and they have scuba suits. And their fins made it easier for them to swim. No, really? Is that how they work? <laughs> And their tanks fit in their fins. The, the best part about that episode <laughs> is that when the guy gets caught, it's literally the 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 undercover guy. He just goes, all right, guys, you can get out of the suits now. And the guys <laughs> just take off the suits. And it's like, oh, it's just dudes in shark suits. It's okay. like, well, I didn't get caught, jerk. Maybe we want to <laughs> run away. Yeah. I, uh, yeah and, uh, uh, oh, the best Tim Conway. Oh, Tim Conway's so good. Oh, my goodness. From Carol Burnett. We had Phyllis Deller. Uh, she, her episode was fantastic. Well, she's a hilarious comedian. Although her head was literally half the size of Scooby Doo's well, body. You know what? <laughs> Take a look at a picture, baby. Very true to life. I will say, I will say, some of the animations of the actors, the real life people, was a little suspect. Well, I mean, they exaggerated them for effect. You know, Don Knotts. Oh my god! This uh, poor face. who was as himself, and guess who's not? K N O T T. Yeah, coming to dinner. And then as uh, as Barney Fife in Spooky Fog of Juneberry instead of Mayberry. Yeah, yeah. It's June now. Yeah, it's Juneberry. <laughs> uh, they were, it was just – the animation was fine. And, and enough to the to where obviously people watching would know who these people are. Sure. David Jones from The Monks. David Jones is good. And then my absolute very, very, very favorite best guy in the world. One of the best improvisers mm-hmm. ever to do the improvising Mr. Jonathan Winters who played himself and Mod Frickert in the Frickert Fracas I can I can literally every time I hear it I can hear him uh, saying Mod Frickert in the Frickert Fracas oh my god that one was so funny and this is th- these are the shows that got I was a little too young for the first run I was way too young for the first run of yeah, yeah. Uh, Scooby-Doo but these the Scooby-Doo movies or this this the is what got remember. my love for yeah yeah exactly yeah because this is also something where they because they were hour long they would break them up 
and and remix them and, yeah. and repackage them and stuff like that. But they they've actually it, interestingly enough they they've tried to release everything together mm-hmm. on like home video, but for the longest time they couldn't get permission from some of the estates yeah. of the actors to, so to do it, which is really odd. Twenty three of the episodes have been released officially. Mm-hmm. But the Adams Family episode has never been officially released. Well, that's probably rights for those characters. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a different, I mean, it's probably different. I, I'm sure a lot of the estates of these people yeah. aren't like, ah, oh, we don't want it. I right, bet you it's right. it's some sort of character issue, some sort of rights issue for yeah, the Adams yeah, Family or yeah. Mayberry. Or, that's why they called it Junesberry because, right, then right. It, you know, it's not necessarily the same thing. But it has been. I mean, you can still find stuff online. I mean, it's it's around. Yeah, um, we found some stuff on YouTube. On the YouTubes. Uh, so since 1973, beyond the first two TV shows, there have been 11 more TV series. Wow. Uh, starring Scooby Doo. Well, this and, is a 53 year run or 52 year run we're going on. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. They did 10 crossover episodes. Including uh, Dino Mutt the Wonder Dog. Yeah, from uh, from the Super Friends, right? Yeah, yeah. He was with the Wonder Twins, right? Yeah, yeah the Wonder Twins, yeah. Dino Mutt. Yeah. 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 Uh, and more recently, uh, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, Johnny Bravo in the late 90s. They were on an episode of Supernatural. Such a great episode. <laughs> I'm a big Live fan. action. I Live love action. Supernatural. Yeah. It's yeah. really great. If you haven't seen Supernatural, it's a great show. And they do a lot of wacky self-aware kind of episodes and this the joy that these guys had being in a (laughs) scooby-doo episode was just it's so great watch it even if you haven't watched the show it's worth watching this episode because it's so it's done so well i it is supernatural is high on my list it's just that it's 18 seasons long yeah it's a commitment (laughs) it's a lot it's a lot uh and they were also on uh teen titans go teen titans go yeah uh there have been 41 animated films uh, including direct to DV and uh, uh, theatrical, in different different varying degrees of quality. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. Uh, there were five live action films, TV specials, shorts, five comics. Yeah. So there was two with uh, the, the Sarah Michelle in two thousand two right. and two thousand four. I think it was. The one that we, the one that's the most common, mm-hmm. uh, those two. But there were direct-to-video movies they did as well. Oh, before uh, or after? After. Oh, okay. But they With were not cast? different cast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also kind of suspect CG. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, live action. I, I believe I think two were direct-to-video, like actually direct sales video, and then one was like a TV movie mm-hmm. that was and, on and the yeah. and the theatrical Scoob, yeah. which was a animated, animated, yeah, 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 which, which was, was good. It was, it was fun. fun. Uh, so many TV specials, so many shorts, uh, an insane number of comics, like just a crazy amount of comics. Oh, yeah. uh, just so many things. Uh, they've been in 20 video games. I don't think I've played any of those. I definitely have not played any of those remember. because I didn't even realize there was one, let alone 20. Yeah. I mean, are they in like fighting games? <laughs> no. Scooby-Doo and Mortal Kombat 4? God, that'd be, I would play that. I would play that. And then, and then. Rinish him. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps the most interesting, there have been five stage plays based off of Scooby-Doo. Well, if you haven't been hearing, I'm auditioning for the role of Scooby-Doo for the North Hollywood production of Are you Scooby-Doo? Where playing are Scooby-Doo? You? Yes, I will be. It's a 15-seat black box theater. 
Uh, we'll pay yeah. you $8 to come. Are you sure you, are you, <laughs> I think it's a better idea if you play all the characters. I do, too. You just one-man Scooby-Doo, where are you? I show? think that's what the world has been clamoring for. A 45-minute version yes, of oh, Scooby-Doo. 45 minutes. That's just act one. <laughs> this is an opus, baby. We're talking a three-hour opera. <laughs> Uh, I, I do believe that the, the they actually were all the plays were all technically licensed, so like they're, oh, wow. they're not they're official, cool, wow. cool, official. That's cool. Um, but you know whatever you can do to make money off it, I guess. All right, we're gonna talk about the most controversial aspect of the Scooby Doo series. Okay. Scrappy Doo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he started. We can't in the go without scrappy. Early nineties, wasn't it? Or was it late eighties? A late eighties. Late eighties. Okay. Uh, I think. Back then, there was a need for little children in things. When anything started to go oh, yeah. south, yeah. family ties, rating slipped, have a baby. In comes Brian Bonzel. Uh, or, or Leonardo DiCaprio. In, uh, exactly. Well, he wasn't a baby, but, but, but he was a young man. But exactly. they brought him in late. Yeah. He was a cute young guy. Um, oh, was he? Going to pull that kid. clip. Going to pull um, that one. Uh, you know, that's just the thing. Uh, even I think the, the the impetus of that was the Brady Bunch bringing in Cousin Oliver. Yeah, yes. Because yes. the kids were getting awkwardly, older. you know, they were just going through puberty and stuff. And so we had Cousin <laughs> Oliver to do the cutes. So they had to bring in the cutes for Scoobs. And in comes his nephew, was it? Yeah. yeah. Scrappy Dabby Doo! The most obnoxious. <laughs> like, <laughs> even the. Even the network thought that Scrappy Doo was a bad influence on kids. How? Because he was just so pushy and so <laughs> just annoying. But in, what they would say was like, "Well, he gets things done. You know, he always it always comes out. You know, the, the ending justifies the means. Basically, like <laughs> he, he doesn't. You know, he's not setting fires or. But he was just a rude little jerk. And he was such a spaz. It just ruined the vibe of the show for me. I don't know. I don't know if there's. Please let us know if there's any Scrappy fans out there. I uh, think you're going to be hard pressed to find any Scrappy Doo fans. Scrappy Doo tattoos, face <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> if you um, like Scrappy Doo, you can email us at please. the Gen X Files podcast. I want to know why. Why? Why do you like Scrappy Doo? Yeah, but Scrappy Doo was kind I mean, of. How can you not like that face? Ugh. <laughs> He, I think he was the villain in one of the movies, right? Yeah, in the live-action movie. Which I, was great because... It's so bad. He's just so obnoxious. He's just this pushy little, like, New York pup that isn't cute and isn't endearing and is just, like, even the characters are just like, ah, oh, Scrappy. He, he was actually introduced in 1979. I remember. <laughs> I remember that preview. I remember that night, Friday night, Looking at my preview, having some cereal. I would have my cereal at night. At night? Mm-hmm. And I would watch that preview. And even then, I was like, Whoop, what are they doing with Scooby Doo? <laughs> like the 13 second clip I saw of Scrappy Doo! Who is this? I was like, no, I don't like this. Yeah. And I did not like it. I did not. Even as a child, I was like, this is obnoxious. Uh... Who. Who do I write to complain <laughs> about this Scrappy Doo? I did. I literally did not do any research on Scrappy Doo because I do not like the character. Good. It was bad. Talk too much about it, this abomination <laughs> of the Doo series, <laughs> Scrappy. Ooh, Rappy Doo. He doesn't get used very often anymore. So it's yeah, because everyone fun. hates him. 
He's used as a punchline. Or, you know, or I think it was brilliant to yeah. make him the ultimate. He's not in it until the very end when it's revealed he's right. the... He's the ultimate villain, but it that it, was the nod to the to the everyone hating yeah. him. And, well, they did uh, a lot, you know. They did the Mary Jane is the in the live action movies. Yeah, they yeah. made a lot of references, like sexual references mm-hmm. and weed references and stuff. That you know, for you, all of us old timers that watch from the beginning, you know. If you want to have it, to bring it all back around, you want to have a real fun a real fun watch uh, on YouTube. There's a lot of videos about how bad for kids. The 2002 Scooby-Doo movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, just no, how it's like, you shouldn't have your kids watch this. It's terrible. Well, it wasn't really for the kids. No. Uh, no, it was not. But also another aspect that I loved about the show was the food. Okay. They get to a haunted house where nobody's been for 100 years. And somehow the kitchen is stocked with turkeys and bread and ham and ice cream and sardines and cheese and Limburger cheese and it makes it in this giant Dagwood sandwich and let's give credit where credit's due Scooby didn't start with these giant you know no, 14 no, decker no. sandwiches that started with uh, Dagwood from the Blondie comic strip yeah yeah comic strip hence the Dagwood sandwich name, which is right. a giant sandwich but man I love those sandwiches <laughs> and the food that they would eat because it was just like zoinks and they would make these gross concoctions like Ice creams, pickles on them, Ugh. and Ugh. ice cream on sa- hot fudge, ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> and yeah, they, they didn't stoned. smoke any they're pot, stoned. not at all. And then the Scooby snacks. What was in them Scoob snacks? More, that's, more weed. That was because I it was, wasn't that the whole it must have been edibles. I don't know because that's how it'd be like Scooby. <laughs> we need to go into this hole a, a million miles down and scare out the, these ghosts. Would you do it for a Scooby snack? Would you do it for two Scooby snacks? Okay. (laughs) It was just like, and then they would do the most dangerous thing in the world. All for their bellies. That's what I loved about them. There was no, they weren't doing it for the people. They weren't doing it to save anybody. They were doing it for the Scoob snacks. (laughs) That's what we do it for. Uh, for the Gen X snacks. Gen X snacks. I'm going to go eat Those some. Those are edibles, actually. Eat some right after we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing before we wrap it up. There is a new Scooby-Doo. Um, <laughs> is it the new, the new, new Scooby-Doo yes. movies? <laughs> yes. There is a new Scooby-Doo show called... Scooby-Doo and Guess Who? Scooby-Doo and Guess Who. Which is, it's based off the same premise as the new Scooby-Doo movies. Yes. And it is, I've seen a few episodes. It's really Super fun. fun. There is an amazing group of guest stars that include Leia Lali, Kimberly Brooks, Alton Brown, Steve Buscemi, Joey Chestnut, Sandy Duncan, Jeff Dunham, Darcy Lynn Farmer, Jeff Foxworthy, Morgan Freeman, Jim Gaffigan, Ricky Gervais, Johnny Gilbert, Whoopi Goldberg, Tim Gunn, Gigi Hadid, Jennifer Hale, Halsey, Mark Hamill as the Joker, Chloe Kim, Lisa Koshy, Tara Lipinski, Lisa Liu, Macklemore, <laughs> Malcolm McDowell, Casey Musgraves, Bill Nye, Chris Paul, Penn and Teller, Axel Rose, Christian Shaw, Sia, Christian Slater, Jason Sudeikis, Wanda Sykes, George Shakai, Keenan Thompson, Alex Trebek, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Jane Wed- Weedlin, uh, and Jaleel White, Weird Al Yankovic, and Maddie Ziegler. I gotta be honest, their biggest get there, Joey Chestnut. Yeah, but they had fictional guests, the Hex Girl, Steve Urkel, Wonder Woman, Sherlock Holmes, Batman, Alfred, Pennyworth, Joker, Flash, Trickster, Magilla Gorilla, Abraham Lincoln, good get, yeah. and characters from the Funky Phantom. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a fun show. It's on. It was on the Cartoon Network for a little bit. Uh, I think there are reruns of it on the Boomerang channel now. Yeah, uh, and you got we got Frank Welker doing Scoob. And yeah, Fred. yeah. Still, you have Matthew Lillard from the movies I'm actually doing, doing the voice. That's yeah. crazy. And he was great. Yeah. Shout out to all the live action guys. I I really enjoyed those movies. They were so much fun. And the cast was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Matthew Lillard was genius casting. Yeah. And same with Sarah Michelle Gellar and, and yeah. her husband, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince. And, yeah. and of course, the impeccable Linda Cardellini. Yeah. So she good. She was great as Velma. But so, sorry. Uh, so I didn't finish. <laughs> I <had a> sidetracked. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Kay, uh, Gray Griffin as Daphne and. And the wonderful Kate Micucci as Velma. They're also doing a Velma series with one of my favorites, the totally funny Mindy Kaling. Oh, yeah, yeah. As yeah. Velma. I'll give you a it's an animated series, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which should cool. be super fun. Totally fun. Um, Does not seem like Scooby-Doo stopping anytime Scooby-Doo soon. Scooby-Doo <laughs> is going to be around for hopefully another 50 years, and uh, I'm all for it. Uh, 100%. I, everything they do is, is at least funny. They didn't ever take themselves seriously, and it's no. it's nice. No, I mean, and... and it, just listening to the new group of people that are the guests on the Scooby Doo and, and Guess, Guess Who, who? Yeah. they don't take. I watched the uh, the Ricky Gervais and the Jim Gaffigan, and they, they were both hilarious. It's just it's it's great to see our you know stars of today, yeah, fitting in that animated. fun little world and just having fun. Well, thanks for joining us for our penultimate. Dog Days of Summer episode. We're going to come at you next week with a little something for the stepdads. We're going to talk about dogs. We're going to talk about Saturday morning cartoons and uh, some fun stuff. Having a couple of cocktails. But uh, thanks so much for joining us. And remember, Ruby, Ruby, (laughs) Wow. Great start. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming, Freaky and the Bee, already in progress.